0: hey what's up good people nixon canale here and welcome to crypto in africa so crypto in africa is a new podcast that we're gonna be talking everything about crypto and in this new episode i'm gonna be talking to John albert uh i'm gonna be talking to albert clement who is the founder of one block tech and brand juguna who is a blockchain and crypto journalist based in kenya and this episode we're gonna be discussing about African governments and crypto. Let's talk, talk, talk about regulation. Let's talk about government support. Let's talk about what African governments are doing to support crypto adoption in Africa. So yeah, welcome. Thank you so much. You know, for finding time to actually join us for this, you know, interesting webinar. And uh, you know, um of course, I'm, I know we're gonna be having so many, so many interesting stuff to talk about. So really excited to have you guys. You know, uh, you know, um, uh, on this webinar. So we should
1: be good to start. Likewise. Yep.
0: Likewise.
1: Yeah. Likewise. Here. Yeah. Okay, so yes. Great. So uh, just by way of
0: introduction, my name is Nixon Kanali. I'm a tech journalist. Uh, you know, based in Nairobi, uh, and of course, topics like crypto and all that really. Are of the things I really cover so i'm really excited to talk about this discussion and yeah just travel around and talk about this so yeah so just you know to start us off maybe we just go ahead and start you know do some little bit introduction from your end as well we start with albert
1: sure thanks a lot uh canali it's a pleasure being with you i'm albert clement and i am the founder of uh, one block technologies and we are a tech advisory firm uh, that has specialized on frontier and emerging markets, with a strong focus on digital assets and, um, and as I said, frontier and emerging markets like like Africa and and the Indian subcontinent. All right, thank you so much, Albert. All right, Brian.
2: Thank you, thank you, Kanari. My name is Brian Chkuna. I'm an economist and also a crypto and blockchain journalist with the Hong Kong-based media platform called blockchain.news. I also write for Silicon Angle in the U.S. It's okay. with enterprise technology, like cloud computing. Uh,
0: great. Thank you so much. Yeah, and uh, yeah, glad you could join us for us to basically talk about this, uh, you know, uh, conversation and see, you know, what uh you know, uh, Africa, you know, where we are heading, you know, in regards to crypto and all that. I, I you know, as I mentioned earlier, I read so much about tech and crypto is one of the topics I really cover. Uh I run a publication called Tech Trends, uh that basically covers so, you know, we cover a lot of crypto startups across Africa, no country around startup, I don't know, you know, startups, and of course blockchain and all that. So of course, being you know an industry that's really growing, you know, across you know, the region, maybe a good starting point to just try to understand where we are right now as Africa when it comes to crypto. Yeah. You know, uh, Brian, we should really cover you know, crypto as well. So, from your coverage and what you're getting, you know, the content you're covering out here, where are we? Let's just give us an overview of crypto uh, crypto, uh, crypto, in Africa.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Kanari. So, crypto in Africa is growing because uh, by June last year, uh, the growth had reached 105.6 billion dollars. That's, oh, that's, so that's equivalent to 10 point, 10.5 trillion Kenyan shillings. Mm-hmm. So, compared to that, to the GDP of the Kenyan economy, which stands at 98, $98 billion dollars or 9.8 trillion, you see it's, it's much more. So, the growth in Africa for the last one year has been exponential growth. And so, coming years, I know the growth will continue being
0: exponential. Yeah. And, and Albert, for me, you are sitting right now, how 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 do you see this market? How do you see the crypto market, especially? In the- I think
1: I, I think Africa is without a doubt leading the the uh, you know this new world of finance and crypto adoptions uh, in many ways, uh, but basically because it really solves uh, you know real problems of people on the streets for its citizens so we are actually i think that we, we are in front of of, of what it's a revolution a financial a peaceful financial revolution in africa which is mm-hmm. fighting you know against the you know financial exclusion uh, of the unbanked uh, of the historically uh, unbanked population mm-hmm. and uh, and i feel, and i feel like this this revolution to some extent has taken everybody by surprise yeah so everybody has the eyes on everybody has the eyes on us everybody has the eyes on europe uh, in China, and Africa has been silently growing much faster than any of of these other uh, you know regions. Uh, especially when it comes to fintech, mm-hmm. and, and if you put into and if you put into perspective that in Africa there is like uh, I was reading the other day that there's about you know seven hundred thousand software uh, uh, developers right in Africa. If you compare it to four point five million software developers in U.S. or six million in Europe, uh, I mean. It's just a matter of time that this ecosystem of of, of, of entrepreneurs grow because they will have a, a perfect a, a place to try their technologies, right? Mm-hmm. So as more user cases develop, this will be the perfect land for innovation. And 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 at the bottom of it, it, it means that crypto adoption is booming in Africa because it solves a real problem. Of
0: yeah, the people. Mm-hmm. you know, you know, a couple of days ago, I think I did an article, you know, uh, based on a report that was released by. You know they're calling themselves the crypto cryptocurrency and actually uh, the cryptocurrency adoption index. And out of the 27 countries, that actually the index surveyed, a country like Kenya was ranked actually 12th uh, uh, for crypto ownership. So basically, uh, you know, what is pushing this adoption? What is pushing this adoption? This increased adoption.
1: I I th- okay, Brian, you wanna go ahead, or I think, or I can yeah. I can I can I can do it myself. If you want?
2: I'll, I'll I'll chip in. I'll chip in.
1: Okay, so I, I think there are four four basic four basic reasons why uh, uh, in Africa the adoption is is so massive. Mm-hmm. It's it's so massive, right? One is the grass the grassroots uh, uh, grassroots adoption, right? The growth in grassroots ado- adoption, mm-hmm. and one way to determine grassroots adoption is to evaluate, I guess, the. The, the the portion of these transactions which are micro micro transactions retail yeah. size transfers retail size transfers right. If you compare mm-hmm. Africa uh, from the rest of the world in terms of volume of crypto, uh, I guess it's still low. But if you look at the number of transactions, it's absolutely growing at a much higher rate. Which yeah. this shows that actually the growth in the grassroots grassroots ad- adoption grassroots adoption is is booming. Second one, I would say um, it's increasingly popular to. to to, to transact between peer-to-peer platforms, right? I think Mm -hmm. that um, uh, peer-to-peer platforms are are, are doing a great job in in Africa because, as you know, many of the banks in Africa still, they don't want to do business with cryptos. So this peer-to-peer adoption and popularity of these peer-to-peer platforms is just booming, right? So I would say Mm -hmm. that's the second one, increasing the uh, peer-to-peer transaction between users without going through a centralized exchange. And Mm -hmm. uh, I would say third one would be Crypto um, uh, remittances, right? Crypto-based remittances. Africa mm-hmm. is, without a doubt, the most expensive place in the world to to send money to, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was reading a World Bank a World Bank docu, uh, 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 report, right? That uh, there was a data saying that Sub-Saharan Africa is the most expensive region for sending money in the world, right? So yeah. I think that uh, taking into account all the diaspora of Africans living everywhere uh, in the world. And cryptocurrencies at large being uh, um, you know, cheap and fast to, 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 to send money to, that solves a big problem. And the final one, the fourth one, I would say that why is Africa so, uh, you know, is booming, cryptocurrencies are booming, is because it preserves, it preserves wealth, right, at the end of the day. I mean, we, we all know the risks of African countries in terms of, of currencies, right? The currency risk is huge. Uh, you know, there's so many, uh, you know, devaluations the, the on a regular basis happening. So I think that it preserves value, and it, it's a, it's a good way to to uh, protect uh, yourself against uh, Moody against Moody currencies and central bankers.
0: Okay, interesting. Is,
2: is, is this something you agree with, Brian? I agree with, you, especially the peer-to-peer platforms. Eh? So now, what the, many Africans, many African youth have, have realized is that. Through cryptocurrency, they can they can put money in their pockets. So mm-hmm. That's very fundamental at the end of the day. So peer-to-peer yeah. platforms like clock called Bitcoin and Paxful, have been exploding in the African soil. So, for example, uh, last year, you know, Africa was the was the largest Bitcoin peer-to-peer volume growth in July. Imagine the biggest in Africa compared to other country, compared to other continents like Europe and America. So yeah, uh, I, my my main the main point is uh, the, the thing that is mainly driving crypto adoption in, in Africa: the peer-to-peer platforms where you can trade Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. You, you sell it at a high, you buy at a low, you sell it at a high. So by so doing, it, you make profits. So African mm-hmm. youth have woken to the reality that you can make money with cryptocurrencies. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. So does I mean does this you know uh, you know uh, place Africa or let me say Kenya? As the most promising region for the adoption of crypto, just to compare to other countries across the globe,
2: I'll take four of them Kenya is one of them, Nigeria, Ghana, and South Africa, those are the leading ones in peer to peer platforms and also crypto adoption in Africa.
1: Those those that uh, I for. Okay, yeah, if you look at if you look at if you look at absolute value, right, South Africa mm-hmm. is, is, is quite far away, uh, the biggest crypto. A region uh, and the biggest crypto market, but if you weigh in the things like uh, GDP and population, then Nigeria and Kenya—I mean, they, they are like they stick out tremendously. And then we have all countries like Zambia, Tanzania, which are trying to be friendly towards cryptos, and that's that's a great thing to
0: hear. Yeah, and and, and this is basically something you know, this growth is something we should be especially moving forward, especially this year twenty twenty, and and actually based based on you know what. Uh, the points all of you have given. Huh? I mean, and from your analysis, based on uh, Albert, what you are, uh, you know, uh, what you, based on your work, Brand, based on you know the content you've, you've written before, what does the future look like for crypto, uh, in, in this region? Uh, uh, crypto is the growth in crypto is, is is going to grow
2: exponentially. Because recently I did a report on Wells Fargo that said, uh, for example, mm-hmm. Bitcoin, Bitcoin is just getting to the hyper adoption phase, like the internet yeah. was in the nineteen nineties. So you see, the, for example, 1996, the internet usage was 77 million compared mm-hmm. to the current one, that is 4.8 billion people who use the internet. Yeah. So that's where the, the stage mm-hmm. is for crypto adoption right now. So there's tremendous growth. We have, we have more room for growth. And uh, with more, yeah. more countries, more, more companies setting ship on Africa as well, you expect more growth.
1: Albert? Yeah, and, and uh, I agree 100% with Brian. I think the future is extremely, extremely, extremely bright. Uh, as I said before, I think that Africa will be leading the world, you know, pretty much in, in, in this revolution uh, because it has a combination, it's a, it has a combination of mass adoption of these recent technologies uh, without actually having h- kind of huge monopolies, right? Uh, so, mm-hmm. in anywhere, anywhere in, uh, anywhere in, uh, in, um, in Africa. So I think that um, it has a huge, huge future because also mobile, mobile money, for instance. We we know that most African population is unbanked. I mean, a, a huge percentage of them, uh, African population is unbanked, but they are very much used to transact with the small devices that their mobile devices. So while people does they don't have a, a bank account, but they have mobile devices and they are very friendly towards more. I mean, they have been. Educated to use mobile devices, right? With mobile money operators. Having a, you know, I was reading another article the other day that the average in East Africa, the average uh, distance of of an East African towards a a, a bank uh, branch, actual bank branch, is about 12, 13 kilometers, right? While the, the closest, I mean, the average size, the average distance of an East African to a mobile money booth is less than 200 meters, right? So, people in Africa are used mm-hmm. to transact with mobiles, with mobiles, right? And they don't necessarily need a bank account. So, I think that if you add all these combinations of, 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 of people you know, uh, wanting to take control of their own destiny, plus uh, you know, good uh, mobile penetration everywhere, mobile money, uh, countries which their currency is kind of collapsing. I think it's it's just uh, it's going to be amazing the future of Africa. I mean, because cryptocurrencies in Africa solve a, a problem on on a street level. I would say that's the difference that we are facing in uh, differently from the West. The West is more like an asset asset class that that actually is an mm. investment uh, product. You know, so so I think that 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 I'm very very optimistic about the future of Africa and the future of cryptocurrencies in Africa.
0: All right, thank you so much, Albert. And then before I before, uh, actually move on, maybe just for those who are participating in the webinar, you know, just in case you have a question, just open it in the chat, because I can see already a question from one, which I think we're going to be addressing in the next you know, session we're going to be talking about. And the next thing we're going to talk about is about regulation. Of course, has been one of, the, one of the biggest concerns around crypto, especially with African governments. Uh, we've seen, you know, in Nigeria, answers yeah, yeah, uh, being, uh, being brought out in Kenya as well, the CBK, you know, having their own argument around crypto. And uh, you know, uh, maybe um, Brian, yeah. Do you think, for example, what uh, the governor was talking was, was saying about you know crypto being an unregulated currency and untraceable currency? You know, are such concerns really justified? I think I think the tune now is changing. Yeah. Okay. yeah. For example, you saw the CBK saying yes,
2: they, they are they are, they, are, they yeah. are rolling out a, a poll about the CBDC central yeah. the digital currency. So that's a change of tune of crypto assets. Now the, 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 the government is becoming kind of receptive of crypto assets. Because mm-hmm. a, a CBDC, a digital, let's say a digital shilling, is, is, yeah. a, of, is a digital asset. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, those are the kind of conversation we want. Because that mm-hmm. shows receptiveness of the, yeah. of the government towards crypto assets. Because so you see, for example, they, they were saying uh, the CBDC, the digital shilling, will, will reduce cross border payments and will, will include more financial inclusion. So compared to the, let's say, Bitcoin, Mm -hmm. you know, know, the the CBC will be controlled by central banks. Compared to the digital currencies like uh, Bitcoin, which are autonomous, Mm -hmm. uh, they they are not controlled by anybody. So that will will at least uh, start a conversation of uh, being receptive about crypto assets.
0: Okay, interesting. And maybe this could be the right time for you, Mr. Brian, just a question that was asking, so her question was, uh, you know, can you please explain the difference between crypto and the proposed CBK digitized currency?
2: The central bank digital currency, the CBDC, uh, is, is, a, is a digital currency that is owned by the central bank. So its supply is uh, controlled by the central bank compared to a, a digital asset, let's say like Bitcoin, whose uh, supply is capped at 21 million coins, because that's how it was programmed by the autonomous uh, Natamoshi. So uh, so the, the CBDC mostly will be used for, let's say, for cross-border payments between, let's say, uh, between Tanzania and Kenya, comp- as, which will be more cheaper than the SWIFT bank system that is used to transfer money transfers internationally. So uh, I, think, I think CBDC will be more, more applicable to institutions compared to the re- retail uh, market.
0: Is, is it the same thing Nigeria is doing with their, with their e-Naira? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. Even uh, Japan, Japan recently said for, for it to be viable, they have to last with the West and uh, the U.S. So, uh, for example, the, the, the countries in, in, uh, in Africa that are going with the CBDC include Tunisia, Morocco, Tanzania, Kenya, Nigeria. So they're, they're bringing up this story about the CBDC.
1: I think you have to always take a, a central bank concerns and government concerns with a pinch of salt sometimes, right? seems uh, you know of course they need to I, I guess the education is the key here to uh, they need to understand the technologies first and they, they need to understand basically what uh, what 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 this uh, represents for them, right And uh, mm-hmm. I think the key the key here is to try to educate governments in a way that they see cryptocurrencies as a friendly uh, as something that can fixes that can fix problems and it cannot create more problems for them. actually it can help them. Uh, you know, improve the lives of their citizens, right? And just going back to the question of the of this uh, listener that, that was asking, what's the difference between uh, um, a centralized uh, cryptocurrency controlled by by the government or or yeah. or Bitcoin, which is uh, 100% decentralized? And I and I guess just to to answer that question, I guess that the the, the 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 cryptocurrencies issued by the government are pretty much controlled by the government themselves. The protocol itself, it's a centralized mm-hmm. protocol while us
2: yeah.
1: other uh, cryptocurrencies like bitcoin have what they call is a de- decentralized uh, nature they have a decentralized nature where actually no government or uh, no central authority has the right to to say you know uh, what happens or or, or what uh, or what kind of rules regulate that protocol so i think that's 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 the two difference i think that they should have in mind uh, centralization versus decentralizations right uh, that, that would be the best answer. And I think that that is something that governments do not, do not like, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, it's normal, right? They want to centralize everything. They want to have everything under their control uh, so they can tax it. And, and that's historically the case. So I think that what, the, what we need to do with, with regulators at this point is to explain to them what is, what is crypto and how it can help them improve uh, you know, the, their territory. So that, that would be the, the key, education, education, and more education, and always letting them know that uh, uh, you know assets like Bitcoin are not meant to substitute their fiat currencies, because the, a sovereign uh, uh, a country, will, of course, rightly so, want to control their own fiat currency. And that's absolutely fine. That's not a problem whatsoever. So I think that we should uh, let all our uh, politicians know that uh, crypto is here to help not to hurt right is here to help and they can regulate it as an asset as a first uh, instant in first instance they can regulate it as an asset rather than a, a currency and that will go a long way that will go a long way but they have to be friendly regulations they cannot be you know uh, banning or 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 restricting people or, or 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 you know telling the banks to close accounts and you know, whoever does business with with crypto, please let me know because I want to come to his house and or her house and and ask him a couple of questions. That is not going to go anywhere. That that is just going to uh, put the nail on, on you know on the on the coffin, the last nail on the coffin of banks and governments if they take that approach. Mm.
0: And, and and I think uh, I think I think even like a country like Nigeria, I mean, uh, they basically did what you know uh, the CBK is now trying to do, like launching their own digital currency a couple of, a couple of months ago.
1: Yes, the Naira, yeah, inaira Naira is, is uh, I, I believe is already live, and uh, and that's a great initiative. That's great. That's great. Uh, but again, that's just a, a a digital representation. It's just just a digital representation of the actual Naira of the actual Naira that you have in your pockets. It's just a digital representation of that, so and all centralized by uh, the Reserve Bank of Nigeria, the Central Bank of Nigeria. So yeah, that's that's it.
0: Okay, interesting. But I'm actually happy to see you know uh, you know CBK finally you know trying to be you know as Albert said trying to be friendly to you know to this type of currency because at the end of the day these are things we can't really avoid you know moving forward. Yeah, based on where the world is moving and all that.
2: It's the future. It's the future. You, you cannot you cannot uh, dispense the future. So you have to you have to you have to play ball or ship out.
0: Mm-hmm. And 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 I think one thing we need to to you know to 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 see happening you know apart from what you know uh, you know uh, you know most of these uh, you know central banks um, from different African countries were you know saying you know um you know just you know, giving the opinions how, you know, this currency is regulated. One thing they should be doing is basically just supporting and just, you know, creating partnership with these cryptos and all that. And I think what we, uh, one, one, one way to lock this, uh, you know, uh, this market is basically basically through partnerships. And, you know, I think during the AFCON, we saw Binance, you know, uh, was sponsoring AFCON. You know, uh, you know, basically what I need to understand what more needs to be done to grow this market, other than just partnerships and all that, what kind of partnership and another thing do you need to see happening to grow the market?
2: I think uh, if we see more 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 crypto companies setting foot on the African soil, that will be very nice because uh, the leading banks, for example, J P Morgan, Goldman Sachs, all those all, the, all these all these big big banks are already in the crypto crypto space. For example, uh, I think yesterday J P Morgan entered the Metaverse. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Also, also just, just yesterday, also Ma- Ma- Mastercard expanded its crypto services. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think uh, some of these big players in the crypto space needs to set foot on African soil, so that uh, we can feel more impact.
0: Yeah, because I think I think also we've seen PayPal venturing into crypto as well. If I'm not wrong.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even PayPal. All these, all these big payment systems, Mastercard, Visa, uh, JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, DPS, all of them are in the are in the crypto space.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, but what kind of partnership do you think we need to see to be? I mean, to be seeing you know, moving forward.
1: Absolutely, uh, I think that uh, as a market itself, already for for Western operators, it's becoming already a, an attractive market, right? So I think that it's just a matter of time until Western uh, interests start investing heavily on this market. but I, but I think personally from from an Africa perspective, right? What's most important in, in order to kind of n- nurture and grow uh, these uh, uh, this revolution to some extent uh, mm-hmm. in the fintech industry and and on, and any other industries, African countries need to scale their education systems, right? Especially when it comes to computer science and software engineering, so I think that anybody who anybody who comes into the African market to to sure. uh, and, and 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 educates people about their product and empowers them about what is this what is this crypto what 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 problems solve, uh, this this crypto asset solve? Mm. Any brand that does that is going to it's going to get a lot of love, you know so mm. So, I think that's the key. Like, yes, we will get no problem as a market is already attractive, right? Uh, It it could be attractive for some, it could not be attractive for others. But I think answering to your question of what can we do from an Africa perspective to to make this like uh, to to, to become the leaders in cryptocurrencies in the next 10 to 15 years, I think would be to to educate as much as possible uh, the population about what cryptocurrencies are and what problem they solve. And uh, and scale education. You know, it's about education, education, and education. I think yeah. that would be the, 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 the number one uh, advice.
0: Okay, and maybe just just back to just back, a little bit back to you know to regulations. You know, with what we are seeing with the central bank, what we've seen with with Nigeria. You know, I mean, moving forward, are we going to see more openness uh, with regulators to actually even work with uh, you know work with uh, with, with crypto players? Uh, I
2: think uh, I think uh, canary regulation is very fundamental for this market, because one, yeah. it's going, going to give investors confidence. And once investors get confidence, then you, then uh, definitely that will spark growth. So regulation is quite fundamental in this market, so that uh, they can give investor protection can avoid let's say market manipulation so uh and that's why you see for example uh the russian government was uh, was that there was a there was a there was this part about banning cryptocurrencies but now he shifted the the the, the point to being regulation because they saw it's a it can be a very good uh they can ta- that the, the, the revenue they get from taxation is 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 exponential so i think regulation will be will go forward into sparring sparring more growth into the crypto market
1: okay
0: Arben,
1: yes. No, I agree. I agree. I agree with Brian. Any country in Africa who takes uh, any government in Africa who takes a, a friendly and positive approach towards cryptocurrencies, it's it's going to benefit tremendously. Any government who bans it and and tries to make it underground and tries to control it um, will will uh, will will suffer.
0: Oh, okay, interesting. And maybe uh, there's a question here from Aroko, uh Amoni, who is asking: With the African countries collectively, uh, you know, considering the diverse economic and financial differences, be able to to regulate crypto since it's something um, we cannot avoid. And two, how is it likely to affect regional and international investment in Africa, negatively or positively?
2: So, uh, as uh, as Albert said. I think regulation is a, two double, is a two-sided sword. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the regulation that should come should be friendly, should be friendly, not, uh, not biased. Because friendly regulation will uh, spar, will give investors confidence. Because one, mm-hmm. for an investor to invest somewhere, you have to be confident about something. Yeah. And uh, with, 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 with uh, much confidence leads to, to, to more investment. So mm-hmm. the African government should take this as an opportunity to regulate uh, the crypto market in a friendly way like the way, like the, like the way that the, the central bank of kenya has charged has changed tune it's no longer saying uh, uh cryptocurrencies are, are pyramid schemes or ponzi schemes back in the day the cryptocurrencies are imposing ponzi schemes or pyramid schemes but now the narrative has changed with, yeah uh, the introduction the CBDC. So these are the kind of changes we need in Africa on African soil, so that uh, we can see exponential growth uh, in this industry.
1: Yep. No, I agree. And uh, just to answer the the comment is to is uh, uh, as a group, Pan Africa. I don't see a, a Pan Africa regulation on cryptos. Every country will take their own approach. And um, and uh, and just to, to answer the second question, what can be done to make the taxation measures? Uh, more favorable for the for the industry. Um, sorry, yeah, that was a, that was the uh, that's a new question. Yeah. So, uh, uh, how is it likely to affect uh, regional and international investments in Africa? Very positively. Mm. Any jurisdiction, any government who takes a positive approach towards crypto assets, regulates mm. it in a friendly manner, understands the nature of the technology, uh, will mm. benefit. Ac- Tremendously, I think a good example would be Salvador, El Salvador, who, uh, who uh, I'm sure every, everybody uh, has heard about El Salvador, who has uh, actually uh, made Bitcoin legal tender. And mm. uh, of course, that's an ex- extreme, you know. But you, you can find in betweens. What what the governments cannot do is they can say, Hey, okay, I cannot stop this, so let me just squeeze squeeze as much as possible the crypto owner. Mm. Then uh, it's going to be very difficult. They have to have Business in mind, the governments have to have business in mind and understand that the, the power of this technology. If they understand so, then uh, then they will come up with solutions, with, with very friendly solutions. And this will be music to the ears of investors. This will be music to the ears of, of international uh, investors for sure.
0: And uh, uh, just Bahia says, I mean, he has his, his, his heart, say, like, you know, um, somehow African governments are now thinking implementing you know, uh, CBDCs, uh, just, uh, just a sec. They are now thinking about implementing CBDCs. I'm trying to, you know, uh, regulations also come uh, in, and this will bring about new taxation, measures on the new crypto industry that is now being, you know, implemented. What can be done to make more to all players in the industry? I think that's what you had answered, Albert.
1: Yeah, I think that the key will be, the key will be, let's treat it as an asset, as an asset class. I, I, I think mm-hmm. that should be the first step of, of, of a government uh, to make it. Uh, uh, um, it's like treat it as gold, you know. Treat it as a, as a commodity, as a stock, maybe. Uh, any jurisdiction can take mm-hmm. that approach, but I think that uh, and and tax it only when it's converted into fiat currency, right? If it's if it's not converted. And and uh, and I would you know I would definitely treat it as an as an asset class at uh, at this point, and uh, and even let let uh, take loans against it. Uh, I mean, just give it give the cryptocurrency that uh, that cryptocurrency, especially Bitcoin, uh, uh, a status status of asset class. I think that would be an extremely easy and and frictionless way to to kind of put measures taxation measures into into the picture. Which are fair for everybody because everybody, I mean, all jurisdictions already have taxation on assets, on on gold, on silver, on commodities, on stocks, on bonds. So, so I think that would be a good way to go about it. That's my personal opinion. Okay, Brian, any thoughts on taxation? I, I, I can, I can add on that
2: eh? on what Albert is saying about uh, asset class. They should treat uh, cryptocurrencies as, as a store of value, just like the way the gold is. You know, wow. you know. Um, for example, Bitcoin is a digital version of gold. Mm. That's why you're seeing uh, some markets like uh, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico are attracting very many uh, American investors because they, they, they're zero, zero on the capital gains that are, are made on the cryptocurrencies. They're zero rated. Mm. Taxation is. So that's why you, you some, some investors are shifting from uh, America to Puerto Rico because the capital gains that they make, the capital gains, uh, for example, let's say on trading cryptocurrencies, the profit you make, trading, you're not taxed. So th- those are some of the in- initiatives that uh, the African government should come up with so that they can lure more investors like, like uh, countries like Puerto Rico are doing. And even El Salvador, El Salvador also said, uh, if you, are, you own, you own uh, Bitcoin, you're going to be given a citizenship. So, that's, so those are luring investors. So some of these missions should, should come up on African soil.
0: Okay, so basically we're saying like, you know, uh, you know uh, governments need to be more friendly and more welcoming to, you know, especially when it comes to taxes, um, you know, with, with these currencies. Yes, yes. Now, and just as we wind up, you know, um, I just uh, from the report I was telling you about earlier, you know, they're talking about how 16% of Kenyan other, other internet users, that should be about, you know, uh, 4.8 million Kenyans on cryptos. That was according to that report, you know, uh, from the crypto, uh, crypto Finders Index. And this actually basically tells you how creative and how big this market is. And, and you know, we're not even talking about, you know, other African countries. So are, uh, you know, Kenya just alone is really a market that really should be, really be taken serious when it comes to crypto adoption.
2: Sure, sure. It's a force to reckon with, because you, as you say, sixteen percent is is four point eight million, yeah, and that's yes. above global. The global average is fifteen percent. Yeah, the global fifteen percent. So, yes. Kenyan with 15 percent, it's 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 slightly above the global average. So that mm-hmm. tells you, cryptocurrencies in Kenya, it's 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 a, it's a serious boom, because mm-hmm. uh, they are different. You know, there are different sectors where you can enter the crypto market. You can trade mm-hmm. the cryptocurrencies, you can mine, or you can hold. Yeah, speculating that maybe, let's say, in a nears time, these mm-hmm. cryptocurrencies have gained value. Yeah. So, so those are the so, and uh, the peer to peer platforms, that I said, Paxful, local bitcoins are the ones which are driving this market upwards on the Kenyan soil.
0: And actually, countries like
2: Nigeria are twenty one percent. That that's huge. And and Ghana, I think, is sixteen percent, seventeen percent.
0: Yeah, seventeen percent. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe you know, as we wind up, uh, just uh, you know, thanks so much, so much, you know, everyone for attending, and maybe just any closing remarks from Albert and you know, uh, and Brian.
2: Okay, so my my closing remark, uh, the thing I the, the 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 thing that I love about cryptocurrencies, let's say Bitcoin, right? the, the 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 point I said earlier about deflationary deflationary, when the Kenyan shilling or let's say the US dollar, it's inflationary codes. After every 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 minute, it's printed, so that increases supply. So with increased supply, and uh, and and the demand, you know, it's market forces. So that's why it dancing. Yeah. So that means, after let's say ten years from now, the value of the Kenyan shilling will be lower. But that, that will not be the case with, with the Bitcoin because it's deflationary, given that its supply is slashed at twenty one million. So mm. with with slashed supply and increased demand, then where does the price goes? The price goes up. Yeah. So that's why you seeing all these crypto assets going up? For example, last year, Ethereum, Ethereum made a 400% annual return and Bitcoin, I think 70, 70 something percent. So this, this growth will continue going up, up, up because as more people enter and the, the, the supply is capped, then you expect this thing to go through the roof and gives us a very good investment.
0: Thank you.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Albert. Yes, uh, agree with uh, Brian, and I will add to that that um, that um, Africa is without a doubt uh, in an extremely powerful position. I would say uh, in uh, to to try to create a never seen uh, you know opportunity before a never seen before opportunity, uh, especially to create uh, the next disruptive startups and and global leaders of tomorrow because. Uh, what's happening in in Africa right now is that that people are adopting uh, this technology organically, right? And uh, and they and 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 they have a learning curve right now uh, f- from the grassroots adoption point of view that no other con- no other region in the world has, I would say. So I would say that uh, it's it's extremely interesting what's happening in Africa. I think that it's it's going to boom uh, cryptocurrencies in Africa, and I would. Uh, if anybody from a government is is listening to us, uh, Pan Africa, I would extremely recommend that they take a friendly approach towards this uh, disruptive technology. They embrace it. They try to understand it. Uh, they educate themselves about the benefits, and and uh, and and it will be extremely beneficial for them. Uh, uh, as Brian was saying, with investments coming in and 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 people will want to transact with those jurisdictions much more. Right now, what's happening in Africa is that banks are are closing the loop too much. They are not allowing us to you know to exchange value very easily. And uh, we need to stop that. So I would uh, that that would be my closing remarks. Thank you very much.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Alba. Thank you so much, Brian. And remember, you know, we'll be doing uh, these kind of talks. We call them the crypto talks every Wednesday. So be sure to be catching us. And actually, we hope to see everyone else who attended next Wednesday as well for uh, for this particular session. We're going to be sharing the post and all the other details. And just remember this, uh, you know, recording this podcast uh, will also be available, you know, from all your podcast streaming platforms. You may be using Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms you just may be using you know, so that I get to listen to, you know, each and every conversation we're going to be doing, you know, for this coming month. Yeah. So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much, Alba. Thank you so much, Brian, for those, you know, interesting insights. Thank you so much for listening, for being part of this conversation, this podcast. Remember, this session has been totally organized by Crypto in Africa and sponsored by Biz Africa. Sportsbet.io in conjunction with bitcasino.io, the number one crypto sportsbook and casino betting platform in Africa. To join up as a panelist in any future discussions revolving around crypto in Africa, you can write us to us via support at cryptoinafrica.com. The Africa is Africa with a key. See you on the next one.